doctor in the house. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. And it is time for Advanced Medicine Monday. It's that time again, and I think, I, I, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this is the first time ever I have started off Advanced Medicine Monday myself. I, I've, I'm honored to, honored to do this. Welcome to the show, Dr. Batar. I think uh, I think you've done it before once. I know because there was a couple times that uh, Robert wasn't on the show, and, and once or twice Ty stepped in. But I thought you and I did the show once uh, the first year. Like I know it's about four or five yeah, years we, ago. So we, we we managed. So it's it's long overdue. Then I guess we could yeah. look at it that way. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm glad that that today is Advanced Medicine Monday because there are a couple of stories in the news cycle. That are making me uh, wonder what what is in the water in North <laughs> in North Carolina. There's uh, some interesting things going on, and you know, just coincidentally, uh, you're able to comment on them. One one of the big things here, and I don't know if you, I think you had a chance to look at this. North Carolina actually came up with their version of California's SB two seven seven. And this bill was prepared to mandate vaccinations on kids, including homeschoolers. And it even went as far as mandating uh, vaccines on adults as well. And guess what? You know, uh, North, North Carolina did what California couldn't do. There was a big public outcry. And the legislators, you know, legislators in North Carolina decided to scrap it. So victory in North Carolina, no vaccine mandate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is that I wasn't even both both these stories that we can cover today with North Carolina. I did not submit them, even though I'm in North Carolina. And uh, interestingly enough, I wasn't even aware that there was a pending bill. <laughs> but that's, again, yeah. you know, goes to show that I. I really, really focus in on the things that I want to focus in on. So where attention goes, energy flows, and I don't watch the news. I don't listen to this kind of stuff. So I'm sure very no, no, grateful that that that, that, that totally makes sense. And I, I mean, listen, a guy like me who is in the news cycle 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, I did not realize that it was there. And the reason why, I think one of the reasons why, is everybody heard about SB 277. Why? Because you had the huge monumental outbreak that was going to, everybody was going to die and, and parents, you know, adults, uh, you know, hated children if they didn't get their, their kids vaccinated and wanted other kids to die. You know, it had a big build of it. There's a big setup for SB 277 in California, where in North Carolina, I think they were just trying to, to ride the, you know, ride the wave, right? You know, well, uh, California did it, so we should be able to do it too, and I'm sure it'll be no problem. Lo and behold, North Carolina, you know, the uh, North Carolina, uh, what, what do they call it? North Carolinians? North Carolinians. Oh, I'm sorry. Carolinians. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they said no. And so this bill, uh, the, the name of this bill, you can look it up yourself, uh, and we've got it 
linked in the notes, SB 346 uh, was, pa- was patterned very closely and, and co- you know, basically copied what uh, SB 277 did. And, um, yeah, I mean, let's see. I think it even said here the religious exemption. It would have taken the religious exemptions, all of the philosophical, gone, and would have been medical only. And, uh, like I said, I could... We can all cheer for the bill that we didn't even know existed, but it is not going to exist now because uh, they said no. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That so is the good. Next story? And the next story. Now, get this. This is this one. Uh, this one's interesting. I, you know, we're cheering over here on this side of the room, but now we have to kind of subdue that a little bit because in North Carolina, they are trying to push a bill that is going to basically eliminate free speech and it's going to stand in the way and prohibit the sharing of nutritional information for, get this, sick children. What? Yeah, so this is uh, <laughs> this must be the Dietitian Association, right? They're trying to get control over what's going to be said. Yes, now, now I, I seem to recall the dietetics nutrition people in North Carolina have a bit of a history of kind of being a little shysty, don't they? Uh, I think they got. I said it, not you. <laughs> What's that? We, we've heard about the dietitians and the nutritions in North Carolina before. One thing in particular I recall was there was a blogger named Steve Cooksey that uh, got into it with uh, some people because he was making claims on his website about the paleo diet. And the uh, the things that, that that were happening to him as a result of changing his diet and lifestyle, um, and he ended up having to go head to head with them. We had him on the show when this happened. Um, you, you remember that, Doctor Batar? Yeah, yeah, of course. And yeah, so, yeah, show. so basically, uh, North Carolina, uh, and I, I love the big headline here. It says North Carolina is obsessed with trying to control how people live. And basically, that's, that's, that's what would happen in here. In this case, the dietitians are attempting to restrict what North Carolinians say about food and medicine. Uh, and basically, I guess you just what? You can't say what's in it. You can't, I, you can't even quote scientific research uh, to try and back up any claims about what is in food or, or what it can do. Does that, does that sound accurate to you? Yeah, well, the, the thing is, it's uh, it's just professional uh, posturing to try to control their limited fiefdom, and they want to extend their fiefdom because uh, people are not satisfied with what the, those that are controlling the fiefdom are doing. So they look at other options, and they look outside of the box, and they start looking at other ways of doing things, and they get on the Internet, and with the advent of the Internet, and with access to so much information, People start doing different things. So, so the dietitians, just like pretty much like you know, miniature version of the medical uh, conglomerate, they're trying to maintain their own little control, what little bit they have. And it's, it's an absurd thing. Um, I have no idea whether it would work or not. But you know, the thing is, it, n- nobody is nobody is going to take this seriously anyway. I mean. For example, I have said it publicly that the Dietitian Association or the North Carolina, whatever the name of the, the group is, um, I think it's the North Carolina Board of Dietitians or North Carolina Board of Nutrition or something like that. Right, um, right. They try to uh, 
get the North Carolina Integrative Medical Society. When I was a president, I was a president for that organization for three terms, so it was six years from, I think, 2001 to 2007 or 2000, 2000 to 2006, that's what it was. And, uh, you know, every time that they came to us and they wanted us to support them and they were going to promise us this and that support, we basically looked at them and said, thank you, but no thank you. We didn't want to really uh, associate with uh, with them or with anybody. Like a lot of the naturopathic organizations came in and they wanted uh, – there was a there's a group that's gotten training formally and there's a group that hasn't gotten training formally and there's a fight between those two groups of who can be labeled as a naturopath. And right. We so who's who's got the better uh, the better uh, degree, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so we didn't we never you know associated with either group. We said that um, you know we we believe that whatever your fight is among yourselves, but we're not going to take one stance or the other stance because our issue was not who you can call an naturopath or not. We really don't care. Our issue was due process for uh, physicians and uh, also that the patient has the right to make a decision. Which basically, if you say the patient has the right to make the decision, then that takes away the power from the dietitians, from the naturopaths, from the doctors, from uh, everybody, because but, it's not the patient's choice. Yeah, well, you know, and, and by not giving them that power, I think um, I think that's what this is all about, is having that power, is, you know, exactly. is having that status, having that control, and how dare somebody... You know, tread on them and you know that that uh, that territory that they've staked claim to. Um, you know, it's interesting. They point out a couple of things here in this article about North Carolina. I guess raw milk is still illegal in North Carolina. Um, it, so, it is. It is. yeah, and so I, I mean, it appears that they're really trying to keep you know a, a tight grip on you know, the the laws and the rights that people have. There, we just mentioned the, the the vaccine law that they tried to pass, um, but I love they kind of juxtapose that to um, the fact that this is a state. Uh, the same, the, the, I guess, they've got an issue with the uh, Confederate flag in North Carolina as well, and with the thing that happened recently with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I read about that. You know, yeah, I, I really so you've like got that. that going on, and and even another thing they point out here: apparently, in North Carolina, uh, altering your gender and expecting free health care is now considered normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty. That is pretty funny. And uh, I, I like this. Uh, I, I just heard a laugh. There's somebody. Somebody snuck into the room. Who is? Who's? who's yes, that? come back with my show, Super Don. Thanks for covering uh, for me. Hey, Doctor Batar. Hey, how are you, Robert? Good. I just went to see uh, uh, the my my daughter real quick. I had to dart out. She was uh, in a, like an Edwina Sullivan 50s revival show or whatever, just doing silly stuff, but it was fun. So thanks for indulging me and, and uh, carrying on with this show. Well, I was just going to say this. Uh, there's, a, there's a very interesting part in this article. It talks about, I'm not sure who said it, whether it's, uh, whether it's Guy Wolf. Uh, but anyway, the, the comment is diet, the diet, dietetics, yes. as is currently practiced, is an appalling failure, which is, Absolutely correct. Uh, I agree with that statement. An auto mechanic who understands the rudiments of ancestral health is more valuable to our populace than 10,000 registered dietitians <laughs> who promulgate the same tired crap. And that's ex- I completely agree with that statement, too, because I have never yet, and I'm saying this public, I, I apologize if I offend any dietitians out there, but I really don't care, uh, <laughs> because I have not yet met a dietitian 
who has ever said anything different than the same garbage that I've heard over and over again. Paid for by PepsiCo and Monsanto and Coca-Cola. And, you know, aspartame is good for you. That's what they say. That's yes. why we, we don't hold a lot of uh, praise or, or uh, respect for the dietetics community. Now, those who have outgrown their training, like some of the doctors as well, who have outgrown their training are doing the right thing, you know oh, who you I'm, are. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, Robert, because there are some that are going to be right. Yeah. I, I, so we're going to be back. More advanced medicine with Dr. Batar after this. Live around the world. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Bell Show. Robert Scott Bell. The information is so good, it requires no expiration date. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Hundreds of hours of advanced medicine available to you in an instant. If you go to medicalrewind.com, easiest access point for Dr. Batar and I, and each week we get together here on Natural News Radio and our syndicator, GCN, heard around the world on UK Health Radio as well as Epic Times. We appreciate you being here. And Super Don, thanks again for uh, um, carrying on while I had to dart out and watch my daughter in a, in a little uh, 50s kind of Ed Sullivan show, which was kind of fun. Just a bit Did of you night. take pictures? I, did, I think I took a little video. They okay. did like they did splish splash, and they did the, the somebody did the plate spinning. She was Lucy. Uh, you remember Lucy, uh, the Lucy Ball show or whatever it's called, Lucy Arnett. Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball. Yeah. Ah. Where remember that that scene with the chocolates that rolled down the conveyor Working belt in the candy factory? Absolutely. Yeah, and they, that's a classic, and they kind of reproduced that. She was the Lucy. It was very funny. Uh, so I don't know, Doctor Batar, if you ever saw Lucy Old Ball or anything back then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh... I remember when I was a kid seeing seeing it on, but uh, that's about it, yeah. Yeah, I just don't know if the dietetics uh, board would probably approve of the chocolate that Lucille Ball was stuffing her face with, <laughs> where the nutritionist would be going, wait, make sure it's raw and organic, something that uh, and dietitians dark. are never... Raw yeah, and, dark. And, and dark, yes, exactly. And, you know, it's interesting that that natural news story that Ethan Huff wrote on the dietitians, it's HB 796, and it's in play in North Carolina. They were successful at beating back the religious vi- violation of religious freedom on the vaccine issue in North Carolina. But the dietitian still, after they went after Steve Cooksey, the diabetes warrior, is that what he was called, Super Don? Diabetes warrior? Um, yes. He, that, yeah, because he. That, that is his moniker. He reversed diabetes via diet nutrition. He went on and put a website on, and the dietetics board threatened him with, you know, practicing dietetics without a license. They said, change your website. They X'd everything out, and he stood grounds on First Amendment. And I think he beat them back, but they're not giving up on this. And they don't want anybody to talk to anybody about nutrition unless they're a licensed dietitian. Again, the monopoly, the monopoly of of lunacy, these dietetics, dietitians. Yeah, it is um, more than lunacy. It actually is, um, you know, lunacy would indicate that there's something unstable there, a talk or short of a combination platter. But this is, this again comes back to that thing we've talked about before. The difference between black and white, good and evil. Mm-hmm. I mean, there. If you start telling people, you start expecting people not to give a recommendation uh, for nutrition to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what wh- wh- what is next? I mean, there is nothing else. This comes yes. back to Thomas Jefferson's quote: "When you allow people to dictate, uh, or government to dictate the foods that you put in your mouth and the medicines you put into their bodies, you'll still you'll soon be in the same sorry state as those who live under tyranny." And this mm-hmm. is exactly what he was talking about. Yeah, you, you look at uh, hospitals. You know why they serve Jello? Thanks to dietitians. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, you don't have to say a whole heck of a lot more than that, but yeah. 
I mean, it's, it's truly that's truly accurate. You don't need to say much more because the the American Diabetic Association diet that is endorsed by dietitians. The mm-hmm. you know the Food and Drug Administration recommended daily allowances of nutrients. I mean, it's just pathetically inadequate, and it's it's so um, uh, it, it, it it just lacks any ingenuity, any um, efficacy, lacks any validity whatsoever. It, it's probably the worst thing. I mean, it would be. I don't want to get in my rampage over here, but I, I almost feel like saying that it's like recommending somebody to go eat sawdust. <laughs> yeah. I wonder uh, if they know that aspartame is toxic. We've got a story about that in a little bit we'll, we'll cover with you. Also, that uh, anxiety and depression may be related to stress-induced changes to gut bacteria. I wonder if you brought up probiotics with a dietitian, what they would say. I mean, I just don't know what their training is in that because, again, they're funded by a lot of these large agribusiness conglomerates, including PepsiCo and M&M Mars and all of these basically candy and, and sugar-manufactured food companies. Yeah, that's one of the things, you know, if they don't understand the importance of probiotics, fine. You can maybe maybe let that one slide because now you're talking about balancing in the gut and that's nothing about necessarily food because you could be taking in other things that could throw off that balance. But as certainly the aspartame aspect, it, it, it goes right to the heart of the matter. And there's so many things that if dietitians really had any training, they would, they would, be, they would be outlawing foods such as uh, low Low fat, for example, right. the low fat, they're always high in sugar, and it's just you know terribly bad for the human system mm-hmm. or for any for any system. But you know, right. you never hear them talking about trying to pass a bill to outlaw those type of things. No, and if you're a dietitian, if you have one, think again. But ask them what they think about a low fat diet. If they think, oh yeah, it's the best thing ever, run, find another uh, another somebody to talk to about nutrition. Maybe your, your, your kid might know more than them. As, as that article said, a mechanic who knows about ancestral perspectives knows a lot more than a thousand of them. Anyway, we've got lots more healing to go, including a listener question of the day about GERD, G-E-R-D. Who'd you say that masked man was? It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Robert Scottville. Here I come to save the day. Rocking the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, Advanced Medicine, we do it every week, kicking off the week together with Dr. Rashid Batar. Remember, he's the author, if you're a new listener, of the international best-selling book, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. It's right behind me in the studio, and uh, appreciate him so very much uh, for his candor and his uh, willingness to stand up and speak the truth and reveal the facts as needed uh, to bring the power to heal back where it belongs. That's with each and every one of you. Uh, before we get to the question of the day, Dr. Batar, we mentioned the issue of uh, aspartame. And it's interesting, there's another story that's come out, more science. Not that we need it. I mean, I've been talking about this in, as of you since the 1990s, about how dangerous this uh, this additive, these food additives, artificial sweeteners are. But evidently, new new things are coming to light. They say diet, diet soda's worst fear coming true. Massive study links aspartame to major problems. So... Evidently, there's even more piling on, if you will, and I don't know what the dietitians are going to do at this point because they're all about no sugar. And, of course, you know, if you do sugar, we'd like it. It's a whole food state as opposed to the high fructose corn syrup, the genetically engineered refined things, and then the artificials, which even are worse. Uh, so uh, more bad news for the chemical companies and the dietitians. Yeah, and this aspartame thing has been going on for, what, 
30 years? I mean, it's got to be at least 30 years, right, or longer? Yeah, well, remind everybody, I mean, it was a chemical warfare agent on the list at the Pentagon before it was found to be sweet at a certain point in its history, and then they repackaged it as an artificial no-calorie sweetener, and they, you know, tricked Ronald Reagan, uh, you know, G.D. Searle at the time, uh, utilized, uh, uh, what was the guy, Lizard Guy, I forget his name, uh, he was the Secretary of, Secretary of Defense at one point, too, uh, but they basically, you know, was on the board of G.D. Searle, and they they tricked Reagan into approving his FDA approving this thing, which was never going to be approved. Uh, so they played politics and uh, power games behind the scenes. And since then, no food additive or sweetener, artificial or otherwise, has ever had as many complaints. No, nothing has even come close to the amount of disaster that has been to disease, to health, uh, you know, everything uh, that aspartame has been. And and. Yet they come after things like raw milk or uh, Laetrile B17, which is you know, just nothing but apricot seeds or salt palmetto berries or whatever the case is. And, this, you know, it's just at some point people have to kind of start looking at the looking at everything. We were talking about this from a politician standpoint. I don't want to get off subject here, but we were talking about it from a political standpoint. Uh, and, and the subject of Clinton came up. You know, here's a person that was a president. He lost his license for lying in a deposition. Uh, his practice license to practice law. Hillary Clinton. Yes. That, uh, I'm sorry. Hillary Clinton law. I think well, didn't she get caught in, uh, in some lies as well? It's hard to know. They were both lawyers. He was yeah, a Rhodes Scholar, yeah, right. but I mean, they 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 they've taken lying to an art form. They have, but this is actually talking about Bill Clinton. He lost his license to practice law for lying in a deposition. He evaded the draft by running to Canada, but he said he never evaded the draft. He said he never inhaled marijuana, but he smoked it. He said that he never had sex with that woman. And what do we do? We reward him by not only making him president once, but twice. So how can, you know, we've got the issue with Hillary Clinton and all those things that are going on with 32,000 emails and blah, blah, blah. So at some point, people have to start opening and opening their own eyes and say, you know, is this really what we're about? Uh, you know, Donald Trump, I'm not a big fan of Donald Trump, but everything he's been saying is right on the money. And Donald Trump is, you know, I, I, I appreciate him because he's a person that has, again, I'm not trying to say that anybody should vote for Donald Trump, but his, his comments, he doesn't, he's not sorry for what he says. And I agree with 90% of what he says when he talks about the, about the illegal immigration aspect and he talks about, you know, he questions certain things. I got a great email. And, and at the uh, break, I'll uh, send it to you, Robert, so you can read okay. it, because there's a couple points that, that are so funny. I was dying laughing, but, you know, sometimes the truth is so funny. And mm-hmm. we have to, as a, in, as a nation, as a people, we have to start looking at what our own eyes see, hearing what our own ears are hearing, and not rely upon the mainstream media to try to choke us with the garbage that they spew out and call it um, investigative reporting or whatever. I mean, short of you... Of, of this show, I don't listen to any news. In fact, when uh, Don Super Don brought up two stories that were supposed to do in North Carolina, I had no idea, and I live in freaking North Carolina. <laughs> so, I mean, I that's how, how detached I am from the news. <laughs> For which, purpose, which you know, overall is much healthier. Like I said, I, I feel like it is. Is I'm duty bound to review these things with Super Don to bring a different perspective on the news. Hopefully, to take out some of the intimidation and fear factor. Uh, but also acknowledge the threats when they are real, like in North Carolina, like this dietetics bill that will attempt to stifle freedom of speech. Of course, if it does pass, it will be challenged like uh, Steve Cooksey challenged it. It will be found unconstitutional or else all bets are off and North Carolina has absolutely lost it, even though they were right on the issue of religious uh, freedom, protection of your religious freedom to say no to vaccines, which California 
uh, was not. Which, by the way, you know, th- this is where you get into the difference between a progressive and a conservative in some degree. Uh, progressives t- tend to worship, uh, not exclusively, at the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism because they've kind of abandoned the religion of their youth and they, they've replaced it with so-called science, which is not real science. And they say, well, vaccines are good. They're the sacrament in our new church. They won't say it's that way, but that's what's happening. And so they basically abandon liberty, concepts of freedom, uh, to a police state in California with these mandated vaccines where there is some level of connection to religion, whether you, you agree with the religious beliefs of people in North Carolina or not, at least they believe that it is not the role of the government to dictate what religious beliefs are are, are, are legitimate in terms of vaccination or not. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think that, you know, when you, when you put that in, uh, what was the term you used, the church of... Pharmaceutical of, mysticism. Uh, yeah, pharmaceutical mysticism. I love that. <laughs> I almost feel like I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. It's a, it's a nice, vivid picture. No, I, I completely agree with you, Robert. And I think that North Carolina has had its issues, as most states do. But you know, specifically Texas and North Carolina, when it comes to uh, infringing upon the public their thought of what is considered to be appropriate health or, or wellness regulations, and and to stifle any doctors or providers that are doing anything outside of the box, outside of their, yeah. uh, in order to, in order to protect their own system, you know, I think that, that those two states have really stood out. North Carolina and Texas have really done a lot to damage, um, the, the freedom movement or tried to damage the freedom movement. Yeah. And, um, and but if you start threat, if you start threatening religion and religious freedom in the South, you know, they're criticized by elitists in the north and progressives in the, on, the le- on the left coast. Uh, yet on that front, whether, whatever your religious yeah. beliefs are, the fact that they hold uh, closely to their freedom to worship as they please and to recognize the state as infringing on those rights, they tend not to relinquish those rights e- as easily as a progressive would who thinks, oh, my goodness, we're, you know, we're protecting them by forcing them to be subject to these medical I- interventions, which, as we know, $3 billion has already been paid out through the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program because of children who have been injured and killed. Yeah. Is it $3 billion, you said? Yeah, it's over $3 billion now. I mean, that's, you know, at a certain point, you know, $100 million there, $100 million there, to, you know, eventually you get to some real money, and... I don't know. It's hard to argue against that. But the moment you bring up that people have been injured in this way yes. and that $3 billion but, has been but, paid out, you're, you're, you're smeared Robert, in the mainstream media. Yeah, but you know, $3 billion isn't that, that much of a, of a uh, lump sum because, you know, Obamacare's website, uh, that bill is $5 billion so far wow. to create the website, which doesn't yeah. work. So, so really, $3 billion in the, in the greater scheme of things is not that big. I mean, it's, you know, the, the website creation was, gosh, sure. Right? Well, and also recognizing that most people, in fact, who have children who are injured by vaccines don't even still know about the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, that they can't sue the vaccine manufacturers if this is on the kid's schedule from CDC, and they have to go through this kangaroo unconstitutional court to get there. Hey, we may talk about some uh, microbial uh, balance and imbalances in the gut uh, in a moment, but I do want to get to, uh, you know, question time from the listening audience. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. All right, question of the day. This is to me and you, Dr. Bittar. Uh, Steve says, my wife listens to you all the time. I have recently started listening while she is at work. I I wonder if he doesn't want to admit that he listens to us now, too. Is that why? I'm waiting for her to go to work. Then I'll turn on the show. (laughs) 
it sounds like he's doing this, you know, like crouched behind the refrigerator, listening to the show, eating donuts or something. Right. Shh, don't tell my wife. She's a big fan, but I, I can't. I can't admit it. Uh, anyway, his question, <laughs> Steve's question is uh, regarding GERD, gastroesophageal reflux disease, and GERD-related premature ventricular contractions. No, that's not something we have to hide the kids to talk about. He says, "How can I get it all under control?" <laughs> How can I get it all under control? Thank you, Steve. All right. Well, I see clearly a lot of magnesium and other mineral deficiencies in GERD and inadequate production of stomach acid, which can also play into premature ventricular contractions. Is he not referencing the heart there? Absolutely, Robert, and you just uh, nailed it. I don't even have to say anything, but that's, that's um I'll just let you finish, and then if there's anything left, I'll add to it. So go ahead. No, I remember you were like the doctor of magnesium in the ER. I remember those stories, which are so great. And I yeah. come to this one, and it may be, I mean, granted, there are a lot of complexities and a lot of ailments and illnesses, and, and there may be other things in this situation. But certainly, when you're not producing adequate stomach acid and when you have uh, ventricular contractions that are premature, uh, that's heart, you know, heart contractions, you know there's a magnesium deficiency. And I'm not saying that's the only thing, but, boy, that's the biggest thing you can do. Well, the first line of drug in uh, advanced cardiac life support, which is a course that doctors take to deal with people that are having chest pain and such, uh, is oxygen. That's the first line of drug. Um, when I became an instructor 20-plus years ago, uh, magnesium was something that was only considered to be appropriate in torsades, but now magnesium is actually what, within the first three uh, drugs to give to a person when they're in in uh, cardiac um, duress. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> premature ventricular contractures, PVCs, those are very common, and if they get beyond um, a certain number, six or eight, within a minute, then it becomes pathological, and then you have to have other things, and they put you on all sorts of treatments and drugs and such. But basically, your question is a very, very good question and, and from Steve. So the, mm-hmm. the thing that I want to point out first is that <clears throat> when you're having reflux, and GERD, for those that don't know, GERD stands for gastroesophageal reflux disease. It's essentially a problem where either there's a hiatal hernia or for whatever reason the stomach is not emptying its food rapidly enough and the food sits there and causes reflux, acid reflux, and then people go to... Uh, the pharmacies and they get the tums or the carafates or whatever and coating and the, you get some the PPIs for a couple months but then yeah but when they go through that then it goes into I think we're coming on to a break so we'll cut off yeah. where we need to but anyway the second thing that they go to is then the H2 blockers like Tagum and Zantec and when that doesn't work then you go to Prilosec and stuff so when PPIs yeah all right, when we come back from the break, we'll, we'll further go into detail on the GERD question and the related PVC, the ventricular issue with those contractions. You're listening to Advanced Medicine on the Robert Scott Bell Show with Dr. Rashid Bittar, robertscottbell.com, for all the links, including the Medical Rewind. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Taking on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom. Here's Robert. I, I like this guy that asked us the question of the day. Ken seems like a cool guy. And his and his tagline on his on his email, I won't give it out, but I give you the first part of it. Steve B. Jammin. Steve B. Jammin. So he's got a little reggae in him, this Steven. Uh, but he, yeah. he asked a question about GERD and of course some ventricular contraction issues, premature ventricular contractions. 
and we, we hit the magnesium thing, you hit the drugs that they're often put on, but there's a little more to the story. Absolutely, absolutely, Robert. So thank you for that setup. Um, the point is that when you have insufficient minerals, you're going to end up contributing to the reflux issue. But really the reflux issue is because uh, for whatever reason, whether it's mechanical, whether it's lack of digestive, it, basically uh, the solution is very simple, and that's to give the person some more digestive enzymes, some more hydrochloric acid. You can get a good quality digestive enzyme from any health food store, and some are better than others. But bottom line is if you can help to digest that food, you're going to pass that food through the stomach more efficiently. The food's not going to sit inside the stomach and ferment, and it's not going to reflux up past the uh, esophageal the the the, um, the uh, gastroesophageal uh, the valve um, the valve right exactly yeah. so the problem is when it regurgitates back beyond that valve it actually then causes that sensation of the burning that we call heartburn and mm-hmm. you may have that you may not have that you may just have the fullness in your in your abdomen and your in your upper abdomen so just by simply adding some digestive enzymes you're going to help digest that food and help it pass through the body. This is something that people start experiencing as they get older, or if you're obese, you can end up having that because if you have a hiatal hernia, push-up. But certainly mm-hmm. as we get older, we become hypochohedric. So that's part of it. But here's the other issue. When the food is sitting there, remember that the entire body's um, process of digestion requires a lot of blood flow to that area. So you divert blood from other parts of the body. So you have a parasympathetic response, which is relaxed, which you have experienced after Thanksgiving meal, when you're watching the football game, your eyes dilate. You kind of sit there, and you're just like <laughs> you're just basking in the in the in the in the couch. Versus when you have a sympathetic drive, which is when a dog's chasing you, or, or you're scared for your life, and you you know can't even believe that you can fly up a tree in, in five seconds flat. That's a sympathetic mimetic drive. So you have the sympathetic versus the parasympathetic. Now, when you have food in your stomach that's sitting that hasn't digested. The blood's coming to that area. It's diverting the blood supply from everywhere, including the heart. So now you put more duress on the heart. And mm-hmm. the heart that's already irritable because it doesn't have enough magnesium becomes more irritable, and you can start having more premature ventricular contractions, the PVCs. So really, the two simple things, of course, we can't say what you should do because we're on the radio <laughs> and you're not my patient or, or Robert's patient, so the FDA, if you're hearing, or anybody else, we're not prescribing a treatment here. However... If you were or somebody like you were to come to my clinic with a similar type of history, the two simple solutions that I would start before anything else would be by putting a person on digestive enzymes and a magnesium-calcium supplement. Actually, it's a multivitamin, or you could just go to magnesium, but remember, you should go magnesium-calcium in a two-to-one ratio, calcium-calcium and magnesium. But if for nothing else, just starting a magnesium supplement and digestive enzymes, and within three to five days, I would expect a person to say, hey, wait a second, I feel a difference. That's yeah. what I would do if somebody came to me with that type of history. Yeah, very simple. And you know, similar to what I would do, I'd throw you know some homeopathic remedies that address digestion. Also, when I was coming out of this, because that was my history, Tums, Rolaids, Alka-Seltzer, all those things, before all the fancy drugs came out, uh, I went organic and I started improving. And then if I strayed from that in initial days learning about it, I would have the symptoms back. So it can also be a response to toxins in the food that the body is starting Absolutely. to learn to reject. So, quality Absolutely. of food again. Absolutely, Rob. That's a, that's a very good point. In fact, it's not even so much rejection. It's mm-hmm. that certain foods be, uh, tax the system because they're harder to digest. And yeah. if they are toxic, then they're actually, it's a more of a stress on the body trying to deal with the stuff that is either one not digestible or synthetic or it's toxic, as you said. 
Yeah. Well, to lighten it up a bit, experts are now saying they've devised a formula not to cure GERD, but to crack Agatha Christie's murder mystery. Super Don, we're almost out of time here. I don't know if you can encapsulate this in 10 seconds. Stupid. <laughs> okay. That's it. Right to the point. Uh, well done. So if you want to read about that, uh, we could enjoy an Agatha Christie play, certainly, but I'm, I don't care about scientists proving that they can crack the code before the end of the play. Let's just enjoy the play. Because That's they've already cured cancer and had nothing left to do. Right. Well, if you want to, if you want to reverse cancer, well, talk to Dr. Batar. Anyway, Dr. Batar, great, great hour. Thank you, Super Don, for covering for me at the beginning. Thank you, guys. You betcha. All right. Thanks also to Liam Sheff. Thank you to Patrick Godin. The Bees. Save the Bees. SaveBeesFlorida.com. We'll be back tomorrow with more powerful healing because the power to heal is yours. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show.